Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 275 for Patch 6.2. Our topic for this episode is the best, the worst, and the essentials of Patch 6.2. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And this is Root, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the world of Warcraft universe. Coming up here on episode number 275 of HearthCast, we'll be joined by Dead Guy for his take on Pat 6.2 thus far. We have a garrison shipyard face palm for you. And in casual gaming news, we'll talk about a new way to play Hearthstone that might open up doors for the disabled gamers. The answers are here. I can feel it. So, hey there for Reckle Face. Hey, Root. How is your week in the Blizzard universe? Pretty busy. Um, had my Heroes of the Storm, a few games of that. Played uh, Hearthstone. And, you know, wow, you know, exploring the new stuff. I don't know that I did anything you know, the first night the patch came out. Uh, mostly because I was downloading stuff and getting add-ons updated and stuff like that. And I always forget every time a patch comes out. Mm. That's always the worst time to log on is the first day. Yes. But I tried to anyways. I got frustrated. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, it's all broken. Maybe a 6.3, I'll remember, but probably not. <laughs> no, you need to have a Google Calendar reminder. Yeah. Something. Except I don't know when to put it on there. <laughs> anyways. Um, a post-it note on your computer <laughs> monitor. Don't log in on patch day. <laughs> So I've been having fun exploring the new stuff. Um, also, on my legendary quest, I finished up the um, Blackrock Foundry portion with all the uh, runes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I did it with Pepe on my head. Oh. Congratulations. So you did like two at once. Yeah. Well, you were with me. I did. We did two wings of LFR for Blackrock Foundry. Right. And I survived both of those. That was the main Pepe objective. It was. So now I just need to do some more heroics to Pepe, and I ugh, gotta go back and do High Mall. Really? This is the last wing, the last, the last boss. Well, I'll still join you. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, you and I did some LFR together. We did um, the Time Walking Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, What'd you think about the Time Walking Aliens. Dungeon? It was okay. It didn't appeal to me as much as I thought it would, but I don't have a whole lot of nostalgia for that area because I wasn't doing dungeons. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good concept, a good idea. Um, I know it's my first time in, but I wasn't happy with the implementation of it. So Maybe give it some time, see how it is. Uh, I replaced my mage tower with stables. Now, the mage tower, I finally realized it was putting blue circles in the ground uh, if you have it active when you're fighting. When you're fighting, like, have you ever um, noticed there's just like a blue circle on the ground near you? No. Uh, you have one? Yeah. The one with the weight gates? No, I t- I turned that. I used to have that. I took okay, it well, when you have that, I finally realized that when you stand in the blue circle, it's a plus one hundred percent to critical. Oh wow! So it's nice, but I was getting frustrated with uh, getting dazed and knocked off and all that stuff. I was like, man, I miss having the stables where I could interact with stuff on my mount, and I wouldn't get knocked off, and I can move twenty percent faster. So I built that up. Now a little side, hey Blizz. I wish I didn't have to build it back up, you know, in three separate times, mm. you know, because it takes an hour for, um, what what do you call the buildings? They're not ranks. 
I don't know. Something. Levels. Levels. So it takes an hour to build it to level one, then another hour to build a level two, another hour to build a level three. So you're thinking if you've already had a level three, you should just start with level three. Right. I think if you're going to, well, either way, because normally the way you get about it, it's the first time having the building and you build it to level one because it's the only thing you have the plans for. And then to upgrade it to level two, it takes an hour. It's fine. But I think if you have the ability to build something up all the way to level three, you should just have, you should just be able to do it. Just build a level three stables here. What if it took you three times as long? That's fine. Oh, you then I don't have back. to log in three times. Okay. Like I could set that up at night and then in the morning it's good to go. True that? I mean, maybe it's intended, but it's still a little frustrating. No, I agree. It makes sense. I should not have to build a level one if I have a level two or level three blueprint. I should be able to start at that level. If right. it takes me longer because it's a more intricate building, so be it. Right. Even if it took a little bit longer than them all combined. Like, okay, well, if you want to build from level one to three, it takes you four hours instead of three total. Be like, that's fine. I'd rather do that than having to, you know, log in every hour. Sure. I'm with you. So that's been my week. How about you? Well, been doing a lot of grinding away into non-jungle. Grinding away? Grinding away, yeah. killing a lot of, I don't know, Iron Horde, I guess they are. Right. Bunch of them, killing them. I don't know where they keep coming from because we keep killing them. Uh, grinding slowly away at the shipyard. I'm not going to go much into that, but. Uh, it's very slow. Very. Yeah. I don't think it's a good implementation. I think we'll see changes coming very soon. And a little bit of a quick fix here. Uh, last week. I was talking about fishing in my garrison, and I mentioned I was using an add-on called uh, Fisherman's Friend. Uh, that's actually a cough drop. <laughs> uh, fishing Ace is the add-on I use. <laughs> so uh, check that one out. It does does everything I talked about before. It, uh, it makes fishing a lot easier. So, <laughs> And hey, Frank, I kind of spied on you a little bit. What? Yeah. Um, wowhead. If you go to wowhead.com forward slash flying and you put in your tune name and the uh, uh, realm you're on. Mm-hmm. It tells you where you're at in the progress of, you know, getting your flying, how close you are. And uh, you, you passed me up. Yeah. What you got to do? Get more uh, tr- uh, uh, treasures. Yeah. I thought you were. Uh... Yeah. Well, apparently the ones in Tanan Jungle don't count no. towards it. And I've been you know. like, you know, staying a lot of time uh... in Tanan Jungle. See, my thing was, I thought I had to get to 200. It's only 100. So, yeah, I went kind of crazy um, before the patch came out, running around getting those treasures. That's probably where I passed you. Yeah, that's where you passed me. You, except for one rep, are ready to go. Uh, no, I need to finish the securing drainor oh, that's right. achievement. There's that and, and the rep. I didn't need the reps. Yeah, yeah. I've got to do the securing drainor, the rep, and uh, the treasures. Okay. So, I think once flying is around, we'll both be ready for it, though. But that securing drainor is a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff, but... Remember, that's the one, um, it's dailies, but you have a vendor outside your garrison that will sell you the yeah. stuff to start those. Yeah. So you can knock them all out in one day, theoretically, if oh. you want. Well, maybe I'll concentrate on that here yeah. pretty soon and take care of that. So that's been our week in the world of Warcraft. Coming up next in general chat. Pet 6.2, the best, the worst, and the essentials. The much-anticipated, much-talked-about, much-hyped-up patch 6.2 finally arrived on live servers. Was it everything we thought it would be? Did it bring people back who strayed from WoW during the end of 6.1? And did Blizzard have the right timing with this patch, or did they push it too soon? 
All these questions and more will be answered as we take a deep dive into patch 6.2 from a series player's perspective. So, Dead Guy, first and foremost, I wanted to thank you for joining us again on another episode of HearthCast to bring us your insights, information, and expert opinion. Why, thank you. I'm glad to be here, and I, you know, I just love talking to you guys. Well, we love listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dead Guy, tell us, what are you most excited about with this patch? Uh, flying, 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 flying. But that's but not patch 62 where we're at. It's, it's part of the greater patch, but you're <laughs> correct. It's not the literal patch. There's a minor patch later with flying. I know. I know. Uh, beyond that, uh, thus far, I am really enjoying the new raid content. Uh, I have done most of, not all of, uh, Hellfire Citadel already. And I really like the thematics of the place, how it looks how the area feels and i really like that there's a lot of new boss models and creature models there's a lo- not a lot of copy pasta going on cool which i enjoy a lot like a uh, gore fiend was downright disturbing how he looked nice. like like when he starts when he starts he is lying recumbent floating in a pool of something uh, and it's clear that he is just enjoying laying there being hand-fed souls by his servants. Yeah. And uh, when I say fed, I mean the giant mouth in his stomach. Yeah. yeah. And all, the only thing that's sticking above the water when you first come into the room is the top half of his stomach. And his mouth in his stomach is constantly opening and closing going om nom 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> I totally want to have like a little commercial in the background going... McDonald's. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and he's so grotesquely fat. It's it's like, whoa, dude, whoa. And he's got these little teeny tiny little feet that just wiggle. See, I think that and just proves my pointless. It just proves my McDonald's point over and over. <laughs> uh the only thing that would go against your McDonald's points is his arms are really ripped. Oh. Mm. Yeah. He's got these awesome arms that looks like he could just, you know, punch your head off. Mm. Probably good. Probably good. But yeah, I'm really liking the boss design. Uh, some of the fights are a lot of fun. I liked Shadow Lord Iskar a lot. I liked that fight. Uh, it was very reminiscent of Heroic Shafir. Uh, a little bit of Octraxine, too. It was very cool. Hmm. I'm looking forward to those. Yeah. Well, is there anything about the patch that wasn't what you were expecting? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in the naval yard and the shipyard. Uh, it's really really slow in its advancement. Yeah, and also you don't get very many ships at any given time, so you can only like I already have a rank two shipyard, and I can only send out realistically three missions at a time. Right. And some missions take like two days. It's kind of like a nerfed version of the garrison. Yeah, it is. Also, you know, your ships can go kaboom. Right, and then you got to build a new one. Yes. The oil's not hard to get, though. I have, like, over 3,000 oil, and I've not tried to get oil. It's just been falling out of the sky into non-jungle. That, at least, is not an issue. The reps this patch are not quite what I expected. I expected more dailies, honestly. I expected the pendulum to swing back the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had an episode about that. <laughs> yes, we did. But uh, they no, there's tend only to a overcorrect. I do like some of the daily design, but um, yeah, the shipyard is mostly not what I was expecting. 
in not in the best way. Uh, everything else seems fine. Uh, time walking dungeons are really easy, but that's fine. Uh, I haven't done a mythic dungeon. Yet. I haven't gotten the chance to. So for players who maybe aren't quite familiar with all there is to do now in 6.2, uh, maybe still kind of exploring things, what is the one thing that you think all players should be working on every day? Uh, rep, because the reps are behind daily grinds. So you want to get going on that right away. Uh, one of them is especially easy. Order the Awakened. It's go kill 10 rares and or find 10 treasures or any mix of the above. The Vulgen's Headhunter is going to be the most time consuming because it's gated daily quest. Weird. Uh, you have to complete one daily quest to unlock two more every day. But it seems to work. And the Vulgen's Headhunter, so the equivalent of that is Hand of the Prophet for all oh, yeah. players. Correct. So those three factions you have to get revered to get the flying. Yes. Okay, so what I haven't seen yet is the Saber Stalkers. When does that come into play? Uh, that's been there since day one. You have to go find it. It's hiding. Okay. Uh, it's in the southeast corner. There's a bunch of Saberon hanging out there. Uh-huh. Killing Saberon gets you Saber Stalkers rep. Uh, there's a quartermaster down there hiding somewhere. Interesting. Uh, they have a weekly quest that actually buffs you for the rest of the zone, as in the rest of Tanan. Uh, that you should probably try and do every week, uh, although it's not easy to do. You need a group. How long does it buff what? you for? Uh, the week. Oh, okay. And it, even it if you go you back until... to your garrison and come back? Yeah. What if you die? It It's there. It's a hidden buff. Oh, okay. Uh, the buff is plus 50% Apexis Crystal Find Rate. Ooh. So you want to do that first, oh. like on a Tuesday. I think it's 50%. Uh, let me look up to get the right number. Okay. Yes, you would. But it's very definitely a group quest. It's not easy. Uh, and you need to farm some of the mobs in order to get the mats to do it. Uh, what it is is you have to summon and then fight three champions of the uh, the Black Fang. In order to summon them, you have to have Black Fang claws, which you have to get by killing Black Fang. So you farm for a bit to get claws, go buy the summoning totems, go to the arena, drop the summoning totems, fight the champion. That kind of reminds me of the, uh, the stuff we used to do on the... Um... Isle of Thunder. Yeah, when you used to have to summon the rares there. Yes, because you had to go get something to summon the rares. Yes, that's actually not that. Uh, and they weren't rares, they were champions for the quest. I get what you're saying, though. It's actually kind of reminiscent, yeah. I got you. So for this one, um, is it the type of thing where you can get into a group and everyone's doing the farming for the item and then also goes into the arena together? Or you kind of expected to already have that item on you? I don't know. I did it once with my friends where we didn't know it even existed. We just showed up. Oh, okay. So I don't know how the community for pugging it works. And I just looked up the buff you get from the uh, quest. It does not indicate how much Apexis crystals it gives you. It just says literally increases Apexis income, Apexis crystal income from killing creatures in Tanan jungle. Okay, the name of the so buff is King of the Jungle, and it's it's a hidden buff. It's not on your buff box. Okay, that it's I, a hidden buff, and it, you don't know how much increases by it. It only gives it for mobs, not for completing quests. Yes. Okay. But still, there'd be better for you to do that uh, Saber saber Stalker uh, rep at the beginning of the week. Yes. Each week. That quest okay. specifically. That quest the specifically. Yeah. Well, that's really good to know because I knew there's three reputations. I had, I've gone to Tanan Jungle. I've tried to do dailies uh, most days. I haven't seen anything for the third rep, and I was just sitting there going, like, well, what is this? Um, so it doesn't seem like it's very intuitive. 
No, that one doesn't seem that way. The other two are just right there in your face just by doing the Welcome to Danan jungle exactly. quests. But the Saber Stalkers are off in the middle of nowhere. Specifically, uh, let me look at the map so I could describe. Uh, they are in the south end, a little to east, in the section called Fangrela. Fangrela, okay. Yes. You know, Shangrela, Fangrela, ha, ha, ha. So overall, what do you think of the uh, the artwork and the whole area of Tanan Jungle? Parts of Tanan Jungle feel a little too choking, but I guess that's part of the point. Uh, where you, it feels like you can't get anywhere because you're just enclosed all around by rocks and trees and everything. Uh, but it does add very well to the atmosphere. And I like the hidden dead zone, or let me rephrase, the surprise dead zone around Hellfire Citadel, where if you fall down, you better have a Aviana's feather or get ready to hearth or die. Oh, really? I haven't come across that yet. What happens? It's just a ground all dead? It's a moat, and it's an effective moat. Oh. You fall Hmm. in, you're screwed. Interesting. And when I say you're screwed, it's not a moat out of water. It's a moat out of fell stuff. That does uh, like 40k damage a tick and applies right. a stacking debuff. And at 10 ticks, you uh, insta-death. You die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you've gotten that before, haven't you, Frank? Yeah. I haven't died from it. Uh, it's actually it's something that uh, people who are doing dailies who are min-maxers will actually abuse. Uh, what the debuff actually does is increase all damage dealt by 5% per stack. Increase all damage taken by 5% per stack. So are people who are looking to go, uh, who looking to do it Sonic method of gotta go fast, uh, will get up to nine stacks and go plus forty five percent damage all the time. Come at me, bro. Yeah, but you're also taking plus forty five percent damage. So yes, but you know the best yeah. defense is to have a dead enemy. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. With six point two, do you think Blizzard did enough to pull the people back who left during the lull of patch six point one? Um, for a while, yes. The World of Zone Exploration is really nice. There are a ton of treasures. The Garrison campaign quests seem okay, and they actually unlock more treasures. There are toys that are explorable and findable on the Tanan map that cannot be acquired until after you've completed Garrison campaigns for Tanan Jungle. Hmm. Which I thought was a little interesting and makes you wait a bit. Uh, they've added lots of stuff to farm in Tanan Jungle that... Vi- uh, uh, Lots of stuff to farm in a Tanan jungle that appeals to many different player types, including me, because they added rare drop mounts. And you know how I love my mounts. Yep. Uh, they also added pets. Like I said, they added toys. They even added transmog stuff. So I think they did a decent job with Tanan jungle that will last a little while. Uh, but I can't see Tanan jungle for anyone who's serious about playing the game and experiencing the content. I can imagine people getting completely bored with Tanan Jungle inside of a month. Now, do you think uh, a lot of people will wait for this additional patch in the future where Flying is returned and come back and do everything at once? Um, well, part of it, you can't do everything at once because you have to do the rep grind first and all the other achievements. Although a lot of people who are serious players would have had all the other achievements ahead of time. So, no, I don't see that. Uh, and besides... Some of it you couldn't get anyway because you'd still be gated by the garrison campaigns to get certain things. Okay, that's true. That's true. Now, here's a uh, almost a tinfoil hat question here, but... Sure. Do you think that the Blizzard's particular timing of the release of 6.2, that it is co-assigning with the start of summer, which means most of U.S. students are out of school, 
do you think that you know that played into it? Do you think they pushed the release too soon, or you know, is it just happened when it happened? Uh, I think they planned for it, but they planned for it while developed correctly, so it did not push too soon. It seems complete to me. Uh, but I have no doubt that they coincide the release date with other events, too. I think it was the same day that the Final Fantasy twelve expansion hit, or fourteen expansion hit. Hmm, it's true. So, yeah, no, I have no doubt from a marketing perspective that they choose a day based on certain factors. But they generally do a good job of they don't choose a day until after they're done developing it, but they might like like push really hard to get it a week early or delay it a week to let it line up with something. I, that I completely believe. All right, it makes sense to me. I kind of agree. I, I 100% think it was a marketing effort to get it released at this date, uh, especially with the lull hitting, and you don't want the lull and summer lull to, to stack. You don't want that stacking debuff. <laughs> no, you don't. All right, so walk me through a typical Tanan jungle day for you. Like, you log into the server, what do you do? Uh, well, first I do shipyard missions before I even head out to Tanan jungle. Uh, that because that's different and new this patch. Uh, then I go or spear portal to Volmar because it's faster than taking the flight path, also cheaper. And then once I'm there, I pick up three dailies that I have access to right away. Uh, there's the command table of pick between two dailies. Uh, we usually do the daily that gives more resources. Let me rephrase. I always do it with my wife. Uh, we normally do the daily that gives more resources, but not always. Uh, there is always one other daily that Vulgen's Headhunters has. And it's usually a lot more generic of kill 25 Iron Horde. And if there's a daily at the command table that matches up with that daily, like go fight at the dock in Tanan Jungle, we're like, oh, those quests just mesh up. And so I'd get two for one credit after doing the two dailies, uh, especially if they would happen to line up, and killing any rares for the Felt Corrupted Apexis Fragments for the Order of the Awakened daily. We would head back to Volmar, which, by the way, some people started nicknaming Walmart just for fun. <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's good to know. Uh, we'd go back to Volmar, turn in those quests, pick up the final set of Vulgen's Headhunter quests, which is one random daily, and then... The other daily from Vulgen's Headhunters is always complete two bonus objectives. So we just pick two bonus objectives on the map that we haven't done yet that day and go do them uh, to complete that for the quest and farming for rares to try and get our fell corrupted Apexis fragment the order of the Awakened daily. Once we get that all done, turned in, we normally stop. We haven't done much with Saber Stalkers, mostly because it's a grind of just killing mobs because individual mobs give rep and there's only ever like a weekly and one daily we haven't even done yet before. Hmm, okay. All right. So a lot of what you're saying kind of echoes the sentiments that I'm seeing online that Tanan jungle is just a huge grind. Yes. It's a large and varied grind. So you're not going to, you're not just killing, you know, pigs 20 million times, but it is a huge grind. But some people like that. Some people said that, you know, with the garrisons, we lost the whole grind aspect of it. So maybe this yes. is that pendulum that you guys were referring to that Blizzard overcorrected with the grind. Uh-huh. Thus far, I've enjoyed the weekend events, uh, like Time Walking Dungeons. I said it was pretty easy, but I've also enjoyed it. I have not yet gotten a chance to do the shenanigans. Uh, we were very busy this last weekend of, like, taking my Warglaze of Azanoth and going chop, chop, chop. Uh, but I look forward to trying that in the future. And it was fun doing those dungeons again for the first time in a while. Yeah, that's, that's about cool. all I have to say about that. 
Yeah, my only real issue with that, it seems to be really um, cool for people who have uh, a good amount of nostalgia for it. Or people who have never seen it before. If you're kind of in the middle, it's probably not that great. It was, like, Root and I did one. And it just, it seems a little bit too easy, whereas we could still ignore some mechanics. Some, yes, but it's not quite the point where you can just pull everything and AoE it down. Well, that's true. Uh, I learned the hard way of pulling mobs that, like, I pulled like five different mobs that had, all had fears. So, oh. yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Well, Deb, we want to thank you again for uh, joining us and sharing your knowledge and your insights on Patch 6.2. Tell our loyal listeners where they can find you online. The best place to find me is on the Tanaris server. My main is Dead Guy, D E D Guy, or Undead Warrior. Uh, you can also message me Twitter, message me on Twitter. I am, you can message at Kerboden. Uh, that's my uh, tag there. And yeah, I'm always happy to get uh, people talking to me and just talk to people about random stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks. And we look forward to having you back on the show again. I hope to come back on the show soon enough. Talk to you guys some more. You're listening to HearthCast. Not all perfect slash facepalm. All right, Frank. It's time to put myself back up on this uh, pedestal here. You're putting yourself on a pedestal? Uh, I don't know if it's a pedestal or not. Spotlight is shining upon root. Okay. How's that? All right. The uh, shipyards. You've been there, right? I've been there a few times. A few times? Yeah. So I was heading out my front north door if you will of the horde garrison you know like where people used to set blingtron up right, right so i'm right. running out there hanging a left going all the way around cutting across some water and ending up like right where the uh the ships are built to <laughs> okay. come into my shipyard uh and i was like man blizzard really just just why how can they consider this part of the garrison if this thing is so far out and around <laughs> over here this is just dumb and then one day, I'm up at that little garrison table, the missions table, and I look behind me and I go, where does that path go? <laughs> I follow the path and I'm like, oh, there's a door right there. <laughs> That's right back here by the pets. Oh, which See, I never go back there. Oh, yeah, because you just pretend that part of your garrison doesn't exist. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> And so I'm never back there by my bed, so I didn't know there was just, you know, there it is. Yeah. Man, how many days does it take you to figure that out? Way too many. Way too many? At least four. It was at least four times, four days, whatever. Well, I can't blame you too much. It took me, like, way longer than it should have to figure out how to go from the herb garden to the mine. Oh. I don't know why. That's just right there. Yeah, I know. Were you going back into the walls of the garrison and cutting around? Something like that. (laughs) That's funny. It, you know, that's just one of those weird things that, that you think there's a way to get somewhere in the game, and you can get there that way, and then you turn around and there's a much more efficient way to get right. there. Typically, if there's not a path, then you're usually not going the right way. There's not a path of some sort. Yeah. That's like a lot of people who are, um, you know, they have their hearth right now in the in the shrine. Yeah. Because of all the portals there, so they can move around the world or, you know, the entirety of world of warcraft much faster i still have mine in uh 
Volmar. Yours is in Volmar? It's right in the middle of Tanan, yeah. Yeah. So I don't have to fly there every day. Well, I have one of mine in the garrison, of course, and my other one is in um, Warspear because there's a portal to, uh, to Volmar. No, in oh, Volmar. into Volmar too? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a portal oh, right there that. to Volmar and there's a portal to, you oh, know. Oh, might have to change it then. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. But there's also a portal to Warspear from Volmar. So you're okay. You're six one so half dozen okay the other. Way. Oh, so I can like portal to more portals? Yes. You I could see. portal. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Too much? You're just going to be. That's all I'm going to be doing. I know. That's all I'm going to be doing. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who took the long way around. Nah. But that, that's, you know, when I found it, I was like, man. I almost wanted to call Kevin from the Dark Moon Herald and go, dude, just bring me onto the side so sh- uh, suck because uh, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I relished it to our face palm and went, that's eh, not that bad because I'm sure other people have made this mistake. Making headlines in gaming news. There is a Hearthstone player who is attempting to become the first player to reach legend rank using voice commands only. Now, this is a player from the Billy Isms Twitch and YouTube channel. So, you can watch him do it. He, um, You can see him in front of his device and you can hear the commands that he's issuing and how it is being played out. So, he's issuing commands such as play card three of five, which means in his hand he has five cards and it's playing the third one from the left. He uses voice commands to um, distinguish his minion. He'll say, attack the first enemy with minion one, which is, from his perspective, the first enemy is the minion on the left, and minion one is also the minion on the left. He um, uses the term face, which means to attack the hero. The opposing hero. Opposing hero. Which I guess. You don't attack your own hero. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of difficult. Although I have done it sometimes. <laughs> Oops. Sometimes when you get backed into a corner so bad in Hearthstone, it's just a little more satisfying just to commit Harry Carry than to <laughs> let the other person kill you. I've literally thrown a fireball in my own face. Like I, You're not killing me. I'll just take myself out. Thank <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> well, I found this guy to be interesting, um, this YouTuber uh, doing the voice commands in Hearthstone. Card two of five. Position two of three. Play it on minion three. Attack the second enemy with minion three. Attack the enemy with minion one. Let them come. So when he's done with his turn, he he basically says, you know, let them come. Bring, let them have a right, turn. Right, right. Uh, let them do their thing. Now, I had a little bit of reservations on this. Okay. First of all, I can tell you the good part. Okay. For me, as a very casual player, I'm learning a little bit of a thought process. It's one thing to watch a player, but it's another thing to watch a player and listen to their thought process. Because he can look at the cards and decide what to play. He is actually walking through, stepping you through, without any of the hype, his thought process. If you watch some streams, they're like, oh, that dude did that. There's so much commentary, personal commentary involved in it, that you really don't understand what's going on. However, when you're watching this guy and listening to him, 
you can hear exactly what he's thinking because he's not putting any kind of extra color commentary onto it. Well, you can hear exactly what he's doing, but he's not really tell you, telling you why he's doing what he's doing. Right, but you can watch the effects of that and you'll understand why he's doing what he's doing. That's that's what I got out of it. Now, okay. back to my reservation part. You ever been around me when I play Hearthstone? Um, You won't ever play it around me. Okay. So, no. All right, well, you know that uh, like you've been around me when I play WoW. Yes. I tend to make your own sound effects. Yeah, and own my own little bit of you know you know take that with you. My little again color commentary, right? So if I'm issuing voice, I couldn't do it because I'd be like fool, (laughs) (laughs) and it would misunderstand me in my turn or something like that. (laughs) Because I was thinking, why doesn't he just say in turn? And I'm like, that's got to be too close to something. So he's got to have a a well thought out sentence, right? That ends his turn. As opposed to, you know, I don't know, you know, face this, do that, attack this, attack that. He's got to be something completely separate than, you know, anything else. So that he doesn't accidentally end his turn or like, you know, and in turn I will kill. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't want to end my turn. You know, because in and in turn sounds oh, like Oh, you're saying turn. if he adds narrative to it? Or it yeah. misunderstands him, it's going to do something wrong. So he's True. got to keep everything clear and concise. Right. Now, you, you know, I was thinking as long as you were, as well as you were thinking rather, that uh, this is great for... Uh, those of our friends who might be handicapped who are playing the game, they can still, you know, if they have audible control, they can actually speak and and play the game of Hearthstone this way. And it's one step away from um, what might help visually impaired players, which is um, asking for the cards to be read out loud. Oh, yeah. You know. that You'd have to know exactly what's on. I mean, that'd be tough. I'm Granted, you know, we all know that those who have one impairment of some kind have a, you know, a gift or an elevated sense of another. So being able to visualize things, you know, could come in, you know, could be there. Well, within the time constraints, it'd be difficult at first. Here's here's how I'm kind of like picturing it in my mind is that when you get a new card in your hand, it reads to you what the card is. Okay. You know, like Tinkertown Technician. Cost three, three health, three attack, battle cry, gain plus one, one if you have a, a mech. And then at other times you could say, what cards do I have? And he would just read you. You have Tinkertown Technician. You have the uh, Sinjin Shieldmaster. You'd have to take out the time limits. Yeah. I kind of wish there was a mode where you could play with friends with Hearthstone that where you could take off the time limits. Mm. Um, you wouldn't want that in ranked play because people just abuse that. I agree they would. Well, so what what I'm starting to say is the time limits would become less of an issue as the player gets more familiar with Hearthstone because often I will tab out when I'm playing when it's not my turn, but most of the time I know exactly what happened just by the sounds of the game. Oh, weird. Because it is so familiar to me. You know, if I hear Taz Dingo, I know it's the it's the uh, Shieldmaster. If I hear someone go I have no time for games. I know it's Sylvanas. You know, I know the cards by their sound. Can I get that as my ringtone? No. Just, just can't say that again real quick. Just, no. Uh, just, no? No. Man. <laughs> uh, William Shatner dying long ago. <laughs> I mean, our wow. stuff for... Um, <laughs> don't think you're checking me that easily. <laughs> When you're familiar with Hearthstone, um, it would require 
Yeah, less less reading each time. So for somebody who did have, did have a visual impairment, if they were playing it consistently, they wouldn't need as much text being read to them constantly. Okay. Now my reservation is that we already have um, Hearthstone on your phones and tablets. So what if people abuse this whole voice command thing and start to play when they're driving? Oh wow, that could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, and I we need to get a hold of the guy to ask him a little bit more about the hardware that he's using. Right. Because if it is, I mean, again, if he's like on a laptop, because if it's not anything extensive is what I'm going for here, and you could install that on a laptop, you could have a Wi-Fi card on your laptop and then play the same thing going down the road. True. Not just your phone or tablet, he's be going, you know, so. I'm hoping that it's a little more extensive than that. Like, you know, I'm hoping it's not like, you know, Dragon Dictate or something or some other program that you just get and start giving voice commands to it. I'm not sure. He said he's going to release a tutorial on it soon. Oh, very good. Um, but he doesn't uh, seem to be disabled as far as like he doesn't look like he needs to have the hands-free thing. He just seems to be something that he's doing just to see if he can. He's a user over on Reddit, so we can reach out to him there and see if he can answer some questions or maybe even jump on the show for us here soon. That'd be interesting. Absolutely. Would it be something you would use? Considering I'm constantly holding my device close to my face... Or it's just sitting there within reach. It's probably easier just to drag things around. Mm. Yeah, that's funny because I couldn't use it because I, I couldn't control my speech. I know I couldn't. We have Alexa. Uh, wasn't she nice? You just talk to her and she plays music right? for you. Tells you the weather. Gives you news updates. Tells you jokes. You know, she can uh, shipping statuses. She's getting smarter. She's not yeah. the smartest thing, you know, but she's getting there. But you kind of have to learn to talk to her. Yes. Right. Yeah, there's a cadence you have to do. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if, when I was showing her to you, if you could watch the the top of her. It's funny how I call her a her already. <laughs> uh, but there's a little blue ring around the top. And wherever she hears the sound coming from, there'll be a lighter portion of the ring facing it. Oh, I see. So that way you know if she, if she has heard you and has acknowledged you. So... It's interesting, though, because my wife likes to have conversations with it, and you really can't. Yeah. You know, she'll tell it to do something like set a timer or an alarm, and then she'll thank it, and, you know, it responds accordingly. But that means she's starting every sentence with, you know, our keyword, which is Alexa for this one. Um, She's, you know, Alexa, set a timer for five minutes. And then she'll say, set a timer for five minutes. Alexa, thank you. No problem. It's like, oh, man. (laughs) She's going to start talking to everybody in the house like this now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like you, uh, you being around that, I kind of felt like I was in the Jetsons. Yeah, it's a little futuristic, yeah. and I don't have any smart devices in my house yet. But now I really want them because she can control those. Oh, so she could turn on the lights in the living room or whatever, or the TV. If there was a smart TV? plug to it, no, it's smart a different thing. It's oh, smart okay. devices, so usually they're electronically controlled, like fans or lights or. Yeah, I think it's about it right now. Huh. Locks, doors, like you know. Well, Alexa locked the front door. She could do that. I wonder if she could shut the front door. Alexa, <laughs> shut the front door. <laughs> She's got a ton of Easter eggs. I wouldn't be surprised if that's not one of them. Yeah. Like, I really feel that there's just a department over at Amazon and the Echo Labs that is doing nothing but but filling this thing up with Easter eggs. Probably. There's so many of them. Yeah. Well, people respond to their purchases with emotions, and if you get them to have a connection with their device or to be amused by it or something, they feel uh, better about purchasing it. 
here's where she falls short on that. You like we ask people to visit our, our Amazon link first. Can't do that right now with Alexa. Oh. She goes straight to Amazon and I have yet to find a way. Maybe there is one, but I haven't seen it. Uh, to set up any type of affiliate type promotion within her. Yeah. It's probably the same thing with the Amazon app. That's why I don't use it to shop. Right. Right. Now, I um, personally, you know, at home, I can't use our affiliate link. And so my wife uses, she has another one that she uses. And because of that, she won't use Alexa to order things. Like we ordered some stuff. We ordered some dog food with it. It was great. But because that little bit didn't go to, to her charity of choice, she won't use Alexa to order. So Makes sense. Yeah. I think I, the, I think that's going to be an update coming here soon that you can go into the year. Because you have to have an app on your phone that, that coexists with uh, the Echo device. So I have a feeling here very soon that that's going to be an update that you can assign an affiliate link to it. Because why not? Yeah. I can see that being very helpful, at least being in the kitchen and you're out of something. Just putting your order right there instead of having to remember, put it on your list, make a note mm-hmm. of it, and do it later. Yeah, she has her shopping list. Done. She has a task list. She's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. It works really well within the Amazon app, but you have to use the Amazon app. Right. So, but it's getting there. It's cool. It's fun. It's futuristic. She's got a good speaker, plays a lot of good music. So, mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> the other day, I asked her to play some rock and roll music, and she she said, playing some Barbara Streisand you know, <laughs> compilation. I'm like, okay. I asked for rock and roll. <laughs> Did not ask for Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and it wasn't that one song. It was songs like Barbara Streisand. Ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she tried to sue over that. Did she really? Yeah. That's funny. It was like slander and then they didn't go through. It was like they didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All they did was say your name. <laughs> I take it as a compliment, personally. <laughs> no, 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 no. Freckle face. No, no, no. Totally going to do that now. I'd be flattered. <laughs> so playing Hearthstone with your voice. Uh, go check out. All you have to do is if you just really search for um, playing Hearthstone with your voice, you'll see that the link to yeah. that. Yeah, it's a Billy-isms Twitch and uh, YouTube channel. So go check it out. It's pretty interesting to watch. I enjoyed it myself. Freckle face. It's the Terminator. At I least, see that. At least his skull. It's a skull. It's Terminator skull. Terminator skull. Um, loot crate showed up. It did. I got to unbox it. I was so excited. A lot of interesting things this month. Got a t-shirt. Got the uh, Terminator skull. I guess and there's another Terminator movie coming up. If it hasn't released yet. So that, that'll coincide with that. Right across the front of it, they have an interview in here with uh, the Mr. Robot. Who is Mr. Robot? And I'm like, why don't we just ask Mr. Robot? We should ask Mr. Robot. <laughs> I tweeted them. They didn't answer anything back to me uh, on that, you know, the, the correlation with that TV show. Yeah. And uh, this whole thing coming out. Uh, this month's theme is uh, cyber, which is why we got the uh, Terminator skull there. Loot Crate is going to be at Comic-Con 2015 in uh, San Diego, so you can go check them out in San Diego. That's coming up July 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Got some cool stickers. There's a new Prime, Optimus Prime shirt. Um, I need to change my shirt size. Yeah, you do. Too large for me now. You've lost like three sizes. <laughs> a cool mouse pad that I'm using underneath my MacBook here to kind of hold it up because it's like a large gaming mouse pad. It was cool. It's a Borderlands Zero uh, game map mouse pad, by the way. 
And that keychain is actually the Genesis keychain. It's the Genesis chip from Terminator, which plays a key role in, in the movies. So it's one. It's, it's very chi- solid. It is. It's super hot, super heavy. And then that they gave us that little patch, which is the uh, it's a future replicant corporate logo patch, which is the AB emblem. And uh, that was kind of funny because I was asking you about. It. I was like, I asked you what it was, and you're like, it's a patch. You put it on a shirt. <laughs> And I was asking what the patch was of. That was pretty funny. There's also a target practicing in there for robotic target practicing. And a cool glow-in-the-dark circuit board pin holder for pins. Ooh. Did you know it glowed in the dark? I did not know it glowed in the dark. I didn't either until I just read it out of the book here. (laughs) (laughs) It's not to the side right now. We haven't put any pins in it, but now I'm curious to see if it glows in the dark. Folks, if you want some of this awesome goodness, head over to hearthcast.com. There's a Loot Crate link right there. Just click on that link. That's going to take you right over to Loot Crate, and it's going to save you 3 bucks off your subscription to Loot Crate. It's awesome. It's fun. All this nerdy stuff just shows up at your doorstep. And uh, the other thing that's kind of cool, I didn't talk about this, but a couple weeks ago when we were at the Hearthstone tournament, a guy walked in and was wearing one of the Loot Crate shirts. Because when Loot Crate sends a shirt, it is an exclusive Loot Crate shirt. And so you, you see a guy walk up and you're like, hey, Loot Crate shirt. And you need to talk about Loot Crate. So you automatically have a, a, a conversation point, something in common with somebody else, just by seeing them. It's a great icebreaker. You talk about the stuff that showed up, what their interests are. Plus, he's at the Hearthstone tournament. So that was like two things with a guy. Right, you know, right. So that was cool. Yeah. So yeah, go check them out. Loot Crate. It's awesome goodness, awesome nerdy goodness delivered right to your doorstep. I want to thank Dead Guy again for coming on the show today and giving us an overview about 6.2, where to go, what to do, what to focus on. I want to give a congratulations to Demonic Rick. He got the, the mount out of Kara. Yeah, so jealous. So congrats to him on that. He tweeted us, we tweeted back, and all that's how that, that Twitter thing works. So Sometimes. <laughs> he actually sent a screenshot, which was cool, because at first he's like, I just got the mount. I'm like, what is he talking about? So luckily there's a screenshot, so he got that. I want to thank everyone who follows us on Twitter and interacts with us there. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastbreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Ruth and Freckleface. I love the twins.